When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back to another episode of the Voices of the Vic podcast with just me, Mark Duffy, today. We'll be joined by a Leeds fan very shortly. Uh, but a couple of things before we get into it. Uh, first things first, we are I am recording this on Tuesday the 19th. Um, so if you're expecting a West Brom sort of preview, unfortunately, I have to hold my hands up on that one. Um, I completely forgot that we were playing on Wednesday. So... Uh, it's all been a bit over the place, but um, fear not, we will be going live on Facebook and YouTube um, uh, after the game, so that will all be good. Uh, hopefully, you'll uh, tune in and listen to it back. Um, and then secondly, as well, uh, just want to apologise. The last couple of ep- episodes of the audio has not been great, and uh, we've had a couple of technical sort of hiccups, so uh, hopefully we're going to iron a few of those few of those out in uh, in weeks to come and uh, yeah we appreciate you sticking with us uh, through those difficult times at the at the moment with us but yeah appreciate that we'll, we'll get straight into it um I'll bring in our guest now um I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Adam who is a Leeds United fan uh, thank you very much for joining me tonight Adam hope, uh, hope you're doing well mate I'm good mate good win against West Brom for you boys wasn't it we've beaten Hull as well so what a week yeah what a week what a week yeah um like I say um as I said you know we are uh playing West Brom so 
who knows how that's going to go. But a um, little bit different, I must admit. You know, usually we get uh, opposition podcasts for uh, the, the previews. Um, now, Adam, you're not strictly from a Leeds United podcast, but you are from a podcast. Um, the podcast is called Gone Off on a Tangent. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the um, the Twitter handle uh, under Adam's name there on the screen. Um, but yeah, just you want to just plug that a little bit, Adam? Where where can we yes, find you? What's it about? Everything we love to. It's a weekly sports show that comes out every Thursday. We record most Mondays, but it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on all platforms. It goes on YouTube as well. There's no visual to it, uh, and it's just me and two mates, maybe four mates, and we just talk absolute nonsense about sport. And it veers into like this week. Just example, it's out Thursday, but we talk about Ed's involved. Uh, there's some other apps. Oh, lost you there. You still there? I lost signal. Yeah, no, uh, you, you're back now. You're back. Ah, happy days. I've plugged it anyway, so job done. Go find us on Apple, Spotify, if you want to hear uh, three blokes talk like they're in the pub every Thursday. <laughs> it's better than I've described it. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's all well and good. Typical that I mentioned at the start here about the, uh, the the technical glitches and then two minutes in, we, uh, we get another one, but... Well, I'm away Someone's with work. So I'm in an Airbnb in London, so I, I, I'm at the behest of the host of this of this establishment. <laughs> no, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, let's start with with sort of the big news surrounding Leeds um, in in recent months. I think my date's right here. Apologies if it's not. The 18th of July, the 49ers Enterprises purchased the rest of the stake in the club because I think they had a 44% stake as it was, and then yeah, Andrea yeah. Uh, Radziani. A, a, I absolutely butcher name, so if I've got that wrong again, apologies. Nice enough. Um, <laughs> but he he had uh, he had the other sort of stake in the club. What's the feel around the club? You know, that firstly when it happened, and and now that the transfer window's over, and we're seven games into the season. It's been a mad time for, or I mean, most times for Leeds fans are mental. If I'm honest, um, they had an agreement in place if they were still in the Premier League, but there was no agreement upon relegation, which to all of us was just crazy. It's like, come on, guys, there's a really good chance of going down here, but they had no agreement. So the first part of the summer was, are they, aren't they, that sort of thing. I can't remember the exact date. Then there was an announcement on the Leeds website saying uh, the Fortnite had taken over. That was the rumour, but it, it got done. And then it took, seemed to take for eight, like ages for the EFL to ratify it. So we were just losing time in the window and everyone's getting really nervous and tetchy and all that sort of stuff. And then it got done. And then just a relief, really. Um, our new uh, head honcho, um, Parag Maraf, did a big piece on the in-house television about aggressive transfer windows and fresh starts. And we've learned from our mistakes and all this sort of stuff. So it's been a really weird summer, if I'm honest. And it, it just mm. so slow to get going. And then, I don't know if you might have seen this in, in the press, but we had so many weird clauses in players' contracts about going on loan so most players had something in their contract that as long as it was it was fully paid that their wages they could just go so first part of the window was people just just leaving just off your park and then there was another rumor that there's a set date that these end so uh sinistera and who else jack harrison were getting close to it and tyler adams got close to the date so we let tyler adams go because of a gentleman's agreement okay they've paid the money we've got a little we've got three million more you can go and the Sinistera one went right up to, the, to 11 o'clock. It went into midnight, in fact. 
and he was threatening legal action, alleged legal action against the club. I've got an agreement. I'm going to, I'm going to go, 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 go. So the last night, everyone was like, oh, what's that group? It was mental. It was just like, is he going? Isn't he going? Oh, we're getting a player return. And there was a, a, a rumour that Jaden Anthony, we got in return, didn't want to come. Just like, oh, well, we don't want him there. Oh, it was just the whole summer. But in, in, in general, I'm really pleased with what we've done. We're shy of a left back, I would say, and shy of a 10. But that would be me probably being greedy. We've, we've done some really good business. I mean, Piro, for example, we're just ecstatic with that. Really, yeah. really pleased with that as a signing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the, the, the signings in a bit. You've sort of answered it already, but um, the man that's sort of in charge of all these the, these players coming in and the, the man that his bread and butter is to pick the best team, Daniel Farker, he was appointed on the 4th of July, I think it was. Um, what's the feel around him? Obviously, he's won the title in the Championship twice with Norwich. So you're getting someone that knows what he's doing in the league, which, you know, the championship, as, as everyone knows, is, is a real tough league and gets tougher each year. Um, so to, to get someone in with his pedigree, that's got to be you've got to be buzzing with that, surely. Yeah, that that took ages as well. We were linked with so many different managers. That and again, all Leeds fans wanted this. I don't talk for all Leeds fans, clearly, but the, the Leeds fans I go with, um, we just wanted the sensible things to be done this summer. We're sick of shooting for the moon. That's that's all the last two years in the Premier League were was just shoot to the moon, crazy appointments, like four managers in the last season. We just wanted sensible. And as soon as we saw Farker, the fan base went, yes, that'll do. Thank you very much. We know the football's good because he, he, he came with his Norwich side and, and actually decimated us in 4-2, I think it was, or 4-1 uh, in, in the season before we got promoted. So we know the football's good. He's been there, seen it, done it. The, the, the fans wanted a playing style back because we, we've got that Jesse Marsh football and then everything else that came around with it, like, Goals are in the centre. We don't need wings. Going from beautiful Bielsa football to that was just criminal. So the fan base wanted somebody who's, who's been there, seen it, done it, sensible decision and good football. And at the minute, after a bit of slow start, we were getting that. We are getting that. Yeah. And, and one man, uh, I haven't actually got this written down, but you reminded me there. You sound a lot like Watford with the, the four managers in sort of one season. Um, I think we texted, didn't we? I texted you, so we're turning to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, one man who we both know, we probably know him more than, than you, but um, Javi Gracia, what, what went wrong for him at Leeds? Because he, honestly, he was uh, this real big statement, but after Graham Taylor, he's probably one of the best Watford managers that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, well, he, I reached out, reach out to you. I tweeted you saying, can you give me a little like your headlines of what we're getting. Because mm -hmm. the problem was with Gracia is he wasn't the first choice. He we we had a guy in this um what's he called Schroeder from, from Ajax or something in the stands at one of the game and then Twitter, from what I could tell, forced us not to to hire him. So then it was like a week later having Gracia seemed a great idea or it's just a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. Slow start really the football's okay. We beat Southampton in his first game, needed to do that at the time. And then it just never got going. And then enough was enough at Bournemouth. There was, there was, there's loads of rumours and stuff. Something, something allegedly happened against Crystal Palace where we, we, we were cruising and we were well in it. And I think we were up to something like 14th or something in the league. And then we just capitulated in the second half. And it just didn't work, mate. I, I don't. I just football's a funny old game. I don't think the player. Well, from the from the loan things in their contracts, the players weren't there. They didn't want to be there. Clearly, half of them. All the Marsh signs in the auto side, they didn't want to be there. So I think it was, I don't think it's that poor reflection on the manager, if I'm honest. 
I wouldn't yeah. have him back anytime soon, but that, but then I, I don't. There was no ill will when he left me at all. It was just one of those of this hasn't worked, and then it was literally Allardyce time, which <laughs> still is a stain on our history that that guy even turned up. Let alone, yeah. I mean, he won't be complaining because he got one hell of a payout for as many mm. games. It's almost like you know you're telling him right, regardless of if we sell up or not, we're going to pay you X amount for these games. And to me, yes, Big Sam sort of prides himself on being this firefighter in essence, but he ain't going to give a shit, is he? You know, coming in and, and managing those last few games and at the end of the day, he's still getting the same paycheck, isn't he? Well, he'd worked with Kinnear at West Ham, who's our um, CEO. So they'd worked together. So for by all accounts, Angus Kinnear wanted to break glass on Allardyce just before, either just after Christmas or we know we had that large break because of the World Cup. He yes. wants to bring him in then. And the, there was a big split in the boardroom. No, we'll keep Marsh and then just all hell broke loose. I don't care who you are. No manager's keeping any club up in that. I mean, it was our first game was Man City, for God's sake. We touched the ball twice. We put the ball in the back of the net randomly, but we touched the ball not just awful. Just It was just a waste of a day. And it's just... And then everything... We, we played all right, I suppose, but it was just... It was... The whole thing was horrendous. It was just mismanagement beyond belief and just relegation and we'd, we'd stayed up the year before in unbelievable circumstances away at Brentford last game one of the best days I've had in a leash just because it was you throw everything into these seasons that you go home and away you just throw all your emotion I'm looking around there's people crying yeah. dad, like, was met, and the dad was like what's, what's this oh, we stayed up because there was the score at Burnley all this sort of all this crazy stuff going on and then you, you're told by the by the ownership who you, you entrust with your club we won't make the same mistakes again we're not going through that again and then it's worse because of their lack of decision making, is is what it is. It's gone now. It's this season. We, we kick on. It is what it is. Yeah, that game at Brentford. I remember that. Um, you beat us um, quite close to the end of the season, three one at our place as well, and that was quite a big game for for both of us. And I went to the game at Ellen Roads that season as well, where both teams were in horrendous form, and you won one nil, and that that was uh, the straw that broke the camel's back for Cisco Munoz for us. So remember. Yeah. Yeah, We've won them. We had some decent games against each other, you know. Leeds and what stealthily. I mean, we're not talking about 2006. We're not talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about that. That's, no. that's, that's off the table. Uh, <laughs> worst, one of the worst footballing days of my life. Piss wet through in Cardiff. Got absolute tongs. Got bullied by you boys. Absolutely bullied uh, is what it is. But do you remember the 2013 game you had against Leicester? You know, the demo. Yeah, we played oh, you on the last game of the yeah. season. I was only, there. It only happened because we, we stopped you from getting up automatic. Yeah. I don't think we're fighting for promotion or relegation. No, you boys were just, you no. know, middle of the road. And you turned up last game of the regular season and they're like all in fancy dress. And you could just tell that you boys were there to sort of piss on our parade and just stop the party. The and song then, that was being sung was "We're only here to spoil your party." That was what was being sung for, for a good solid ninety minutes, and yeah. we did. And and you did. And I still, to this day, don't forgive Dominic Polian for the absolute. I, I I just can't believe that he did that. And the look that day we had, or we didn't have, uh, you might not know this, but um, it was Jack Bonham that ended up going in goal, and. Um, not to jog the memory of too many Watford fans here, but obviously Almunia got injured in the warm-up and Jonathan Bond was the substitute goalkeeper 
and that meant that Jack Bonham then dropped a substitute goalkeeper. Bonds got bloody knocked out by Polian because he pushed, I think it was Anya, into him. Yeah, and uh, Bonham had to come on. And Bonham was actually told the week before, look, we're not renewing your contract. We're going to let you go at the end of the season. And he's come in and all we needed to... Deeney got sent off that game as well. Um, and I'm sure that twat Michael Brown was playing and probably had something to do with it. He was in the era of the referee, but... Can't believe he yeah. for us all, mate. We've had some shockers, absolute <laughs> shockers over the year. But the, but that gave the Deeney moment, didn't it? That because of the playoff thing, that gave yeah. one of the we, we've talked about on our podcast loads of times. It's one of our favourite moments in football. Like yeah. just it's just in, I presume you're in the stands for that. Yeah, I, I was in I was um, in the uh, end where he scored. Unreal, yeah. just because it wasn't a pen. I was a dodgy one. And, and it's no. got me red. Oh, man. And then see Zola falling all over the shop. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just, uh, just EFL championship in your veins. Just a classic, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Classic genre. Absolutely. Um, I, I was going to remind you of the 6-1 under uh, Warnock as well, but uh, I think they were uh, pretty dull times for you boys. I think that was 2012. November. Yeah, so I've been, I've been, well, I've been going since 1993. So I've got my first season, we moved back to the UK in 93. So I, I got my first season ticket when they built the big, big overarching East Stand and I've got my yeah. season ticket. So I've got a season ticket since I was six. Been going away for my sins since pretty much we got relegated. So I went through all, so growing, you know, you leave school and you get your first job. Yeah. So I got an away season ticket, which they do, they do at Leeds. I've got it, they do at Leeds. So you, your ticket just lands on your map for every away game. You pay up front for the season. But they um, was all that League One season, so so I'm just ticking grounds, making memories. What are Leeds doing here? Why am I at Yeovil? Why am I at Hereford on a Tuesday night? Just awesome. And then uh, yeah, all the way back through. So I remember all the Champions League nights, all that sort of stuff. But just I was about 12, 13, we were going through Champions League nights. So yeah, I, I love it. We've got a really good group of mates now that go. It's a really solid group. Um, and we went out laughing at Millwall on Sunday. It was, it was a good day out. So it's yeah, it's good. Well. Wow. Yeah, um, I mean, Millwall, what what a what a win that was! I mean, your performances so far, would you say they've they've reflected fairly on the results? Because you've won two, drawn three, and you've only lost one. Uh, that really one different. last last minute um, penalty against Birmingham, which uh, yeah, I've I've been on the end of a few defeats at St Andrews, there, and, uh, it's horrible. <laughs> the the thing about our season, everyone said. Because of the because of all the, the transfer nonsense and fart getting in late and all that sort of stuff and it was right up to let's say well, right up to the window it was crazy. So it, as far as we were concerned, we were still getting players in. We were still stuff from the squad. There was some players obviously Nantes went on strike. Sinister refused to play. Some of them we had loads of injuries. All that sort of stuff. It's, so the team that played against Birmingham looks completely different. So Ipswich was the first time we saw it change. So we're, we're sat in a pub in Ipswich. The team sheet lands and it's like wow, look at that front four, including Sinister, but. Yeah. Like, how do you not get out of this league? Looking at that front, the front four's mad, but we kept conceding goals. So it's been, it's been, it's been sort of brick by brick through the season. So Cardiff home first game of the season. Here we go again, two 0 down. What we're doing? I've been here a million times. That's, that's God has how many years. This is just rubbish. And we claw way back in. Last minute equaliser. Happy days. And the West Brom game was turgid. The Chef Wednesday game nil nil turgid. They just came to block and just stopped us playing. We did, couldn't find a way past them. Is what it is. On another point Wednesday, and then it was a case of so back to back away. We've 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 scored seven. We we played really well against it. A really good game against it. So it's just just back and forth, back and forth. They 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 just went for us. We went for them. It was, it was fantastic. So so everyone in the round so to wrap cap it off. 
we sort of we start now. We were at Millwall, we're in the boozer, right? Today we start. International break, he's had a good time with them. We've got our squad set now, it's game on. And we've got that performance, and it was fantastic. We rode a look a little bit for the first 10 minutes. All that storm comes as you, as you every time you go to the den, it's awful. They're chucking everything at you, everything was long, bouncing stuff, booming stuff into the box. Got a couple of things went our way from the ref, and we've skipped up three passes, and it's a gorgeous goal. And from there, we never really looked back. We controlled the game. I thought we played really well. Uh, as I said before, obviously, minus Sinistera, we've got some talent now going forward. Mm. The front line, so to take, we took Nonto and Somerville off, and I think it's about 60, 65th, and brought Dan James and the new lad, Jaden Anthony, on. So we took two players that I would describe as having guile and skill and that constant nuisances, dropping their shoulders, running past people, to just two absolute speed merchants on each wing. Mm. So, so they were trying to put it on us, to, obviously, to get to get something back. And we were just gone, just speedboats going the other way. And the, the last two goals come from those exact scenarios. We break, we break the play up, one pass, and we're in. And it goes our way. So... Yeah, it's oh, away. We're gonna have some fun this year. I just home, obviously, which is what we've got with you guys on on Saturday. Mm. I don't know what's gonna happen at home this season. It's gonna be a really tough place to play. I think just because if people come to park the bus, if if Chef Wednesday and others have shown that as a blueprint, it could be a long old long old years viewing at Ellen Road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, away from home, as you say, two great places to go and get a victory. I mean, not many, literally, not many go to Portman. Um, yeah. Not many go to Portman Road and uh, and pick up a win. I think that was their first loss at home in a year, was it? Something um, like twenty-two. I think I heard on your podcast, the, the last team to win there was Lincoln, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And I, for anyone listening, I live in Lincoln. The two yeah. of the lads that do podcasts were Lincoln fans, so we stray into Imps chat every now and then. Uh, we try not to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Lincoln. Yeah, in League One, which is random. And then uh, it, was, it was a great game, and, it, and, and they're a good side. You can see why they're, they're, they're top, aren't they? Top on sixteen points or something. Uh, Preston are top at the moment. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're, but they're, they're only drop points against us. So they're, they're a good side. They're, they're, they will cause some problems. Whether or not they run out of steam or not, I don't know. But they're, they're, they're just go for you. I love that. That's what the Champions is all about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Turning attention to, to Saturday, um, Leeds is danger, man. Who, who, who do Watford need to keep an eye out on? Uh, so there's an unbelievable partnership being forged at the minute between Jorginho Rutter and Joel Perot. So Perot's playing slightly deeper and coming through as a 10, and Rutter's doing the, the, the job of a nine, but it's very interchangeable. When it works, it's really interchangeable. It works, Saturday, Sunday it works, very interchangeable. And they're just dropping off. And the goal comes from Perot picking the ball up deep off, off Archie Gray, one pass into Wayne Nonto, who runs down the left, one pass back inside to Rutter, first time pass, into Perot back of the net. And it's the first striker for a long time where I've thought, he's going to score there. Mm. Click, goal, goal. So pro- probably, I would say both of those guys, um, We've, as I said, our front line is scary, mate. If it's on, it's on. You've Nonto, Somerville, Piro, obviously Rutter, who's got a big price tag, but he's a young kid, Rutter. He's a young kid. And he, when, he, when he turns it on, he's a fantastic, very raw a good footballer. So I'll just say Perot to answer your question just because he's he should get his 20, 20 goals this year. Well, yeah, we, we were linked with him. Um, well, we were linked with him and then according to the Athletic, um, we were in very early talks with him uh, either at the start of the season or the um, uh, or last season. So he's, uh, he's definitely someone that Watford fans know a thing or two about and He's uh yeah he's hit the ground running already at Leeds so uh, he's he's definitely one that I've sort of earmarked as well. 
Uh, I watched him last January. Oh, my, I watched him last January. I went to watch, uh, I was working away in, in Wales. I went to watch Swansea Chef United with a Chef United mate of mine. Yeah. And I was texting mate saying, we need a striker. He's banging form. He looks absolutely, everything we need, he can do. And so, I'm so I was so pleased when we signed him. It's not a very Leeds thing to do recently, just to do the, I said, the obvious thing, just sign the best striker in the league. No, he's gone. So yeah, so he's a good player. He's, he's got he's got everything, mate. To be fair, he's really quick, really strong, holds the ball well. He's clever, barely loses, doesn't lose the ball, and his finishing is so clinical. Yeah, that's that. Uh, up until you know, we, we brought in Milita Rajevic, who uh, who's come from the Swedish league. He uh, he's hit the ground running for us so far, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if he scores on Wednesday as well. But um, we we were pretty much after someone of of that mould that you've just described. So it sounds like Perot would have. Uh, Tick the box perfectly, but oh God, God, I'm, well, <laughs> I'm gonna throw you under the bus a bit here. Who do you see as Watford's danger man? We always ask that question, and uh, it's quite interesting the responses we've had so far because you can't say Troy Deeney because he's not here anymore, and you can't say Jao Pedro or Sar. So, um, sure, yeah, sure dad was a Leeds fan, wasn't he? I'm sure that's right. Who's dad? Sure, I'm sure Troy Deeney's dad was a Leeds fan. So he always no, said he was cross properly. So I, I, when he was elbowing people in the face, I, I'd always sort of let him off. <laughs> Love Troy. He's, he's just a proper footballer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't. What is? So you've got Tom, you've got Tom, the Tommins. Is that yours? You got Tommins. Yeah, Tommins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The every every um, every fan podcast we've asked so far this season has said Tommins. You can say Tommins if yeah, you want. Danger man. No, I'm not saying Tommins. Not at all. Is his mum on the staff or is she? <laughs> no, well, there's that joke that um, it's uh, it's going to be probably October time this time next month where his uh, his dad comes in as manager. So, well, you're not far. Oh, he's getting a new contract in your guy. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. There we are then. So maybe you've turned the leaf. Turned I'd, I'd like to leaf. think so. It's it's funny this for me because I'm going to sound like an absolute snob, but coming back to the championship after 16 years of trying to get out of the bloody thing. We've absolutely come back down with a bang, and, and as much as I watched it last year, I just I was just tunnel vision on Leeds. All I cared about was Leeds and Leeds. Get let's get out of here as quick as we can. Probably, uh, probably. What it's, what's your other person? The Him, number love yeah. number nine. Me, because if I'm honest, mate, I don't recognise half a team. <laughs> to be fair, though, I I, I will give everyone. Uh, I, I'll allow it. Uh, uh, to a certain extent, because we have had a lot of change, you know, a, a lot of these players coming in and, you know, a lot of players have gone out, a lot of the sort of big wage people gone out, you know, we got rid of Cleverly, Gosling, uh, Cathcart, um, you know, João Pedro, Ismail Assar, a lot of sort of household names. Yeah. Yeah. All them. yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, Ryovic has uh, he's hit the ground running, to be fair. He's he's played two lots of 90 minutes and scored three goals. So what more can you ask for from a from a number nine? Yeah. Uh, there was but a Jake little bit Livermore of a well. what's he doing there? Jake Livermore, yes. He's uh oh, <laughs> he's uh he's definitely more of a, a bit part player. Although um obviously we, we got West Brom. I, I I can't see into the future, so I don't know how we're gonna line up, but they're three 0 when he won. He got well, two. To, yeah, um, there might be a, a chance that he plays on Saturday because I don't know if, especially going to Ellen Road. I mean, uh, so far this season at home, uh, have you, uh, can you see a big difference playing 
at home to playing away. So this is or, my question for you. So you've watched right. all season. If you were the manager of Watford, what's your game? What, what, what are you coming to Ellen Road to do? That's that's all that matters to me because that's what well, that would dictate the game. Ismail set his team up uh, the same, whether it's home or away, and we we look to to press high. Uh, okay, so it's, it's a high press. Yeah. Do you like do you like a possession based? Or, he was at Barnsley, wasn't he, Ishmael? He, he was at Barnsley and West Brom, and we've got the second highest um, possession in the league, only behind Southampton so far this season. I think we're going to have a good game, then, mate. To be fair, because if if you're going to come and press, that's happy days. We we want to play out from the back, like most teams. We're not scared of knocking it long. There was quite a few times on, on Sunday against Millwall who, who pressed us. To be fair. The danger in that is, is when teams have pressed us, and it's, that's, I'll be honest, they've both been away because the games at Ellen Road have all been people have kind of sat in, really. So when they have pressed us, there's been pockets of space and we've just absolutely took the, took the nick. We've just we've, we've run into areas and we've, we've, we've scored beautiful goals. So if, it, if you come and, and, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll do a really high press and then look to drop into, drop into set units when it doesn't work. I don't know. I, I, it could be a decent game, though, because if you are going to compress... Because Rodon's come from the ball, Pascal Schroet's come from the ball. Our full-backs get right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know what we'll do in midfield, because we've got obviously three games in how many days, and Ampadu's carrying something. So say it was Ampadu and Gray, just, just to be thinking. They're both really comfortable on the ball. They both like to take it off the centre-half. Archie Gray will pull out to the right and create a massive, try, try and get an overload on the right with the full-back and Somerville. And, and, and there's a lot of moving parts on the lead side. It's a very sophisticated system Fox seems to have built. So, mate, uh, uh, that's music to my ears, if that's what the plan is. Love to see that. Let's have a game. Yeah, well, maybe. The only thing that does worry me is the fact that we've got two very young fullbacks. So, um, I, if if I'm if I'm Ishmael, I'm bringing Ken Semmer straight back in at left back. However, there's a good chance he might play James Morris, who this is his second full season in professional football. I want to say, in terms of. Playing regularly, you know, he's, he's knocked about in the FA Cup here and there for a couple of seasons. But in terms of playing regularly, this is his second full season. And then Ryan Andrews, this is his first full proper season. He was sort of the, the shining light from the shit heap that was last season. He sort of was knocking around towards the end of the season. And now this season, he's sort of trying to stake that claim, you know, make that right back slot his own. So maybe the inexperience at fullback there might cost us a little bit because your your front line is, is sounding awfully dangerous. So that could be where you get a lot of joy on Saturday, I'd imagine. Strong on the wings. All mm-hmm. I would say is we're not that strong at fullback. So full strength, if Luke Aylin's on it, and he's and obviously he's been a great servant for us, and we brought Jed Spence in, but he's done his knee. So he's out for eight weeks. Typical. Which is typical. The amount of injuries we get is ridiculous. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they run on trampolines or something up at the ground, but it's a joke. So he's done his knees. So he's done his his, his cruciate. He's done his knee ligaments. So we have a point of knee there. Not knees. He's uh, he's so he's out for eight weeks. So it's Aiden's going to start unless the Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday is too much, and he's going to bring. So if he brings in James Shackleton at right back, he's a jobbing centre midfielder, right back, left back, come from the academy, play anywhere. So he'll run all day, but he hasn't quite got the the on-ball ability, that's what Aiden's got. So, on the left-hand side, we've got no actual left-back. We play Sam Byron there if he's fit, who's technically a right-back, but Fark seems to like him as an inverted left-back. So, if he comes through Wednesday, will he can he go Saturday? So, we may make changes. We, we may play a centre-half there. We, we, we haven't actually signed the left-back. Our actual left-back's injured. 
again, Gene Firpo, when he's injured. So that may be slightly weakened from us. On that. They'll do the same job because we've, mm. we've got a plan. But if the one thing I would say is for the wingers, whatever we do in there, we'll be strong. I mean, Dan James is a bit of a speedboat, no driver, but on his day, he's, he's a Welsh international and he's played at the highest level and he's, he's a good player. He just needs to get his head up a little bit and find some passes. Mm. But whatever we do, we're very strong in the wide areas and it's very interchangeable, lots of movement. So for a kid playing fullback, it might be a, might be a challenging day for him or, or both of them. That, that's quite interesting what you said about left-back because now I'm thinking if Aspria plays from the off on that right-hand side, he could give, if it is Sam Byron, he could give him hell, uh, especially if that's not his sort of natural position. Um, he has been I mean, superb. Oh, he got injured against, was he injured? Uh, Ipswich. He went off, he limped off Ipswich and we brought a, we brought a right-back on at left-back. He doesn't play for us anymore. He paid, he finished the half off and he got hooked at half-time, doesn't play for us anymore. He's gone. Uh, Cody Drama. So um, if it's Byram, I'm, I'm confident he'll do. He'll, he's a good player, but he's just not a natural left back. So, if, so is your man a spreer? Is he a, is he a right footed, pacey winger? No, um, we also like the inverted wingers. Okay. Uh, he's pacey as fuck, and he's so tricky as well. Um, I mean, he was really the reason that we we kicked on against Birmingham in the in the, in the late sort of minutes because. Um, that Neil Buchanan, he was on a yellow card as he was, and Espria just sort of jinked past him and he pulled him down. And like, why he's doing that on a yellow card, I'll never know. Um, so he obviously got sent off, but he uh, he always looks to cut in on his left. And obviously Martin's on the other side. He's uh, he plays on the left, but always looks to cut in on the right. You will never um, in your entire life at Ellen Road, I'm sure of this, see a player cut in and shoot from the edge of the box as much as Matthias Martins does. It's almost as if he doesn't know you're allowed to go into the box and shoot. It's like someone's told him, look, mate, you can shoot, but only outside the box. It don't count if it's inside. He, he will try that every time he gets a ball. Points. Up, it's brilliant. But when he doesn't, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is like the fourth time now. He must have tried it about four or five times against Blackburn. And we lost 1-0 and he hit the bar with an absolute rocket from outside the box. And then the next game against Coventry, he goes and plants one past the past Ben Wilson. So it was brilliant. And obviously he now thinks that this is going to work sort of every couple of times. So yeah. Um just in terms of excuse me, uh, just in terms of the last couple of questions now, we always ask the uh, opposition fan. Who is your three to go up and your three to go down this season? Three to go up. So, if us and Leicester don't go up, yeah, we've gone badly wrong. Yeah, because we've come with the parachute payments. We've recently come down. We've both invested. We've obviously both had a lot of players leave, but we've both heavily invested. Um, so th there's two, and then. I'm going to say, I don't think Southampton, watching them get tonked twice by Sunderland and, and Leicester, they're just playing for playing sake at the minute. So I, I don't think that they may have a chance in the playoffs. Um, will Ipswich continue through? That's the question. Yeah, I'm going to say Ipswich. I'm going to say Leeds are going to win the league. Leicester are going to come second by 10 points. We'll finish 10 points above them. My old, boss, my old boss is a Leicester fan. We have quite a lot of banter. And uh, I work in Leicester as well. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to say Ipswich. I'm going to say, going to say they're finally going to get back after okay. how many years. Okay, I'm missing. Yeah, I'm sticking with that one. Anyone else said Ipswich yet? 
No, no one else has said Ipswich. I'm quite intrigued to know you're free to go down because I think pretty much all of the ones we have are the same free. So, uh, yeah, who's your three to go down? Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Nailed on. Yeah. Nailed on. What will Huddersfield do now? Yeah, see, this is where it gets interesting because obviously Warnock's leaving and uh, this is the first opposition preview we've done since that. So it'd be interesting to see if the tide turns a little bit now. That, uh, Surely Borough aren't going to stay down there. Sure. No. I know they lost two strikers, but they're not going to, they've just had a horrific start, maybe because of the striker situation. So I'm, I'm going to say Huddersfield dropped like a. Uh, am I? Wednesday, Wednesday, me nailed on. Yeah. Wednesday, me nailed on. Rotherham, yeah, we're Rotherham. Yeah. I just don't think enough. Their budget isn't strong enough. So they're going to struggle all season, I think. Bless them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, sorry. Huddersfield drop in. They struggle. Yeah. There's no money there. Yeah. So Huddersfield, okay. and all, all, all Yorkshire, all Yorkshire three. Yeah. Is that on purpose or? <laughs> no, not intentional no. whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I just Swansea will be fine. I mean, I'm looking who's down there now. Swansea will be fine. Millwall have got enough at home, at home to, to yeah. not have in the playoffs last year, wasn't there? So, yeah. Raul will sort that out. So, it's fine. Coventry's strong. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I think yeah. we'll get out of it. Rodman budget. Wednesday look awful, man. Like that. I do a lot of work in Sheffield, and the blue half of, blue white half of Sheffield is, is really struggling with it. Like, there's no plan. Yeah. They're playing, they're playing Borough tonight. They're playing Borough tonight? Yeah, they're playing no, Borough um, on Wednesday, I think on it Wednesday, is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I can't help but feel sorry for uh, for Munoz. I mean, we sort of warned the Wednesday fans um, when when he was announced. Of course, that. he's one of your exes, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's not many uh, fans. Uh, there's not many managers kicking about now that haven't had a stint with us, to be honest. So never yeah. more than a, a meter away from one ear. Well, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't help but feel sorry for uh, for Munoz. We we sort of. Um, we, we did warn Wednesday fans that technically he's not there. I mean, that go, going back to that game at your place in, a, in in the season that you stayed up and we went down, it, it was genuinely like just before they were leaving the dressing room, he named the starting eleven and then just left it at that. He didn't say, this is how I want to play, look to do this, look to do that. He just named the eleven and said, just, just go out there and, and play football. It, there, there was no plan whatsoever, and uh, I can't help but feel sorry for him. I'm, I'm going to. Um, we, we've got the next month, the 21st of October, I think it is, at uh, Watford, and uh, I'm, uh, that's one of the ones I'm making the trip down for because I, uh, I live in Lincoln now. So, uh, oh dear, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, okay. I'm in Highcombe. So, okay, yeah, you're yeah. listening to me. You're safe. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify, actually. So, yeah. um, the reason I'm a Leeds fan, and like I say I've been yeah. versus 93, is my whole family's from West Yorkshire. I'm a, I'm a RAF, I'm a military brat. So, we, we've lived all over the world, um, which has been awesome. Um, and my dad's from Batley, which is a, a little, I'm just on the outskirts of Leeds. So, there's the heritage. I'm, I'm, I'm third or fourth generation. I always like to qualify that because I, I, I don't want to look like I've got in on the glory days of those Champions League ones. <laughs> I sat down yeah, George James football as a season ticket holder. I've earned the stripes. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I usually have to, to clarify why uh, a Brummie living in Lincoln supports Watford. So, uh, yeah, well, don't then, worry. Tell me. 
Well, it's simple. My old man was born in Watford General, which is next door to the ground. So, well, always yeah. follow your dad's side. That's my only rule in life. Obviously, 100%. that's the only rule. Follow your dad's side. It's as simple 100%. as that. It's nice. It'd be nice and easy. Or your mum, if you haven't got a dad, whatever she supports. Yeah. If you're struggling with that, just don't be a Man United fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, actually. But, uh, what's the moose all about? The moose, it's uh, firstly, it's not moose, it's a heart. Um, it's uh, the heart for Hertfordshire, which Love is it, the I? Um, and the reason we called the Hornets is because of the, the colours, obviously, yellow, yep. red, black. Um, we used to be called the Brewers uh, many moons ago, uh, which will uh, resonate with, with your good self, working in that industry, I'm sure. Uh, but, now, like, what, what was that all about then? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then and then we changed. So, yeah, the Hornets and, yeah, we... We ran a competition when we were in the Prem a few years back and um, we were basically, we asked for designs on a new logo because... I saw Google earlier. You Googled your badge earlier and that came up, the different yeah. designs. So we wanted to be more marketable abroad. So mainly the Americans ask the same question, like why are they called the Hornets if their badge is a moose? Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that was quickly cleared up. And thankfully... They didn't change the badge because this idiot here has got it tattooed on him. So, Good uh, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't believe that down if we then went and changed the badge. Um, My last question for you. For you yes, please, please, please. This is do good. Only, we don't get many like this. So, do you yeah. only, do you only, can I swear? It won't be a particularly bad one. No, because YouTube, wouldn't it? Um, so, do you only play Z cars to annoy Everton fans? Is that the only reason <laughs> you play Z cars? It was we did nick it from them. Yeah, because yeah, that really upsets them, by the way. Like, I know quite yeah. a few Everton fans quite really upset them. We did it, we did it first, we did it first. Yeah, yeah is, is that the only reason? I, yeah, we did nick it from them. I, I do remember reading the story once, but I completely forgot it now. I, I think we played them and, and something like that, and we just thought, oh, we'll, we'll play this as well. I like that. Um, but we went through a phase a couple of years ago trying to change things up. And we come out to I'm still standing by a. Uh, that's, that's the obvious one. That's the obvious one. It is, but it really split the room. So half of the fans are like, "This is shit." Like bring back Z cars. I was in that camp because this is going to annoy Everton's fans as well. But I only really associate Z cars with Watford. Like, Why wouldn't you? You go everywhere. Yeah, you, your, exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah. my old man's ringtone, and I, I, that's brilliant. So. You know, it's uh, it's something that resonates with with me and, and Watford, and the other half were like, "This is brilliant! Like, why have we still got Z cars?" So, so many fans at the moment are, are saying, "You know, you, you've got all these clubs that have anthems. Obviously, you've got marching on together, uh, Birmingham have got keep right on, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And they're like, "We have got a worldwide celebrity, a musician who has done it all, got the T-shirt and everything." Why can't he write or something? But we have one thing you'll notice when he comes. Forced, it? It'd be forced, well, it'd be forced. It wouldn't feel natural. Everything as old as you are, everything just comes naturally, and it's just part of your history and your heritage. That's why everyone yeah. hates Emperor Dons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the less said about I'm a massive fan of Marshall together. Obviously, I'm a Leeds fan. But yeah. there's not many, because like, you've got the Norwich on the ball city, haven't you? Which is the first ever football song that was written purely for football. That isn't a hymn or what have you. Coventry have got one that's a similar tune. Forgive me, Coventry fans, if you are watching. It's so annoying, though. That it is very annoying. annoying. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's very annoying. 
We've got Marshall on together, which was written in the in the seventies. It's actually a B side to a uh, to a chart hit. It's actually the B side to Leeds United, which is another song we sing on, on the terraces. But it's for us. It's ours. It's, it feels like ours, and we belt it out that sort of stuff. Yeah. But all the other ones are like chart hits, like pop hits that obviously that, that resonates with that city. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of them, like even even Never Walk Alone, it's a chart hit, isn't it? Well, uh, Sheffield United. Oh, that's yeah. original. Yeah, give them that. I'm yeah, to to, I went to Sheffield last year because I say my best mate works there. I went to watch them versus Wigan last year. God, they done half boom that round. Fair play to them. It's yeah. a banger, actually. Yeah, yeah it's a banger. That. Yeah, Carl on our podcast is a big fan of Greasy Chip Butty. Yeah, there's a, there's one which is quite similar to uh, what I think it's quite similar to marching on together. Um, is um, Derby County Steve Bloomer's watching. Uh, if if you've not heard it, when when you finish this, uh, give it give it a listen on YouTube. Uh, it's you can tell that not copied it, but they they're sort of trying to copy the, the style of it a little bit. So yeah, this but news to me. I don't go listen to that's that's news to me. Yeah. News and Darby don't really get on. <laughs> it might not be as it might not be as similar as as I'm, I'm making out. I might be stirring the pot a little bit here, but uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of, of Saturdays, going back in that direction, you, you going obviously. What's your, what's there, your yeah, I'm actually away with work this week, so I'm flying. I'm flying out. I'm missing the bloody Hull game. I don't, I don't miss many games. I, genuinely, I say I've got no ACs and tickets. I just want to miss stuff. And uh, I'm away with, as well, probably. I know, mate. Honestly, it's 45 <laughs> minutes from now. So it's, it's ridiculous. So I've, uh, I've got to go away with work. I'm off. To, I'm off to the. Uh, I work for for uh, a Dutch brewery. And I'm off to look at all the breweries. And it's a tough life. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be shit. I'm going to be drunk for a week. It's going to be rubbish. And um, so I, I actually fly back into Leeds Bradford, and I, I've been able to book my own flight. So I'm in. I land at 9:20. So I'm straight in. Breakfast yeah. and then yeah to the ground yeah I'll be there so yeah so I'll be there are you going? Uh, I'm not unfortunately I'm uh, I'm at a wedding this weekend so I won't even be able to watch it I uh, I we, get without myself get on the table while doing the vows just, just <laughs> <let's see> <laughs> yeah <laughs> without getting myself into too much trouble let's just say I have ways of watching games that I can't go to uh, wink wink nudge nudge. Uh, but I won't even be able to watch it this weekend. But to be honest, I don't have too many happy memories of us playing at Ellen Road. Uh, I remember going back in 2006, uh, not that playoff game, obviously, uh, when we played during the regular season, Ben Foster was sent off and uh, our veteran goalkeeper, Alec Chamberlain, went in. And I think we won 2-1. Because, um, yeah, Foster got sent off. I think Darius Henderson scored twice. Yeah, um, I remember, yeah, I remember that game. Because they always put the clips up and stuff. Pretty yeah, good. yeah. Have we uh, have interest? Have we done subsidised tickets for you? I, I don't know. Yes, yes. This is yes, it's a, what twenty three yeah. quid or something. Yeah, which that cause right for all in the in the, the lab bibles of this world. But like, yeah, we get charged everywhere we go. And if if like blame your own club if you don't want to subsidise, it's your own club's fault. We're, we're happy to do a reciprocal. Yeah, which is better for us. I mean, I. I I've paid thirty six quid, whatever the weather. So I've paid up front. So it's like yeah. I'm out, I'm out of pocket sometimes or, or gaining. But that that that, that created a right like ridiculous right stir yeah. online. Yeah, well, you you're not the only ones. Uh, Norwich they seem to charge quite high, and Sheffield Wednesday as well. Last time I went to Norwich, I don't know if it still is, but it, last time I went to the championship was fifty quid. So if yeah. it still is, I hope not. No, no, I I don't think it is. I went last season. It definitely wasn't that much. Um, but yeah, um, what what are you going in terms of score prediction? Oh, I'm rubbish at these. So I'm going to see if, if, if we, as we discussed earlier, and it's as we predicted, and you come out, you get on the front foot, you want to press, you want the ball back. 
I think we picked you off twice 2-0. Mm. I'm going with that. I don't think any more outrageous than that. We, we seem to have, I don't know if you're a particularly big side, but we seem to have shored ourselves up a little bit on corners and stuff. We've got a new goalkeeper coach, and Melier, who's, who's a bit of a way for the kids, only young, 23, 24. He's coming for stuff now. He's punching well. He's claiming stuff. He's put all the goals, uh, sheer volume of goals he's conceded the last two games. Seems to have put it behind him. Good new coach we, we took from Norwich. The back four looks really strong. Yeah, I hope I don't, I hope I don't read them words. But yeah, I'm going 2-0. Interesting, interesting. All right. I, I would snap your hand off now at a 1-1 draw. Um, okay. I mean, we don't score enough. I mean, obviously, the last couple of games we've started scoring. We haven't scored in the first half since the first game of the season. Um, so, don't be surprised if we go into the break at nil-nil. Uh, or, well, don't be surprised if, if we don't score in the first half. So, uh, I'd like to see us sort of try and attack a bit more. Uh, we can be, be very static and sort of lethargic at times and the build-up can be a bit slow. But when, when we get ticking, we, we just... It's almost as if we're a bit of a confident side at the moment. We're obviously learning a new way of playing and a new style and everything. And I get that takes time to embed in and everything else. But everyone going crazy at the moment about who's wearing the table, just to remind people, as often do, this time last season, QPR and Bristol City were up in the higher ends of the table. And look what happened to them. It's so. too early. It's too, it's too early. And there's a, there's a stat that's gone around the Leeds podcast that... Nobody's like won the first five and gone up or something stupid. It, it, it's 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 a, it's forty six games in it, and it's it's easily <laughs> anyone could be anyone. We all know this. It's madness. Yeah. What's interesting about uh, Saturday is so that the Sunday was the first time we've taken the lead in a game. So we've been coming from behind in most games, okay. and the difference that so if you get an early one, it's going to be a tough game for us. So we really the style is predicated on us getting a goal, really. We can control yeah. possession. You have to come out even more. You have to commit, and then we can pick you off. This is exactly what happened Sunday. So I think if we score, score first, I really back us. If you score, I, 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 if you if you score first, one all. If we score first, two 0 That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think what works in your favour as well is I've just remembered we haven't won away since January, I believe. Oh, Leeds will sort that for you. Oh, we're great at giving people records. Yeah. We were the first Not team to be top of the championship at Christmas and not go up. First team to be one take a lead back to their home ground in the playoffs or one when we beat Derby and lose. We love breaking records, mate. If you if you got so many amount of points in the Premier League from the first ten games, you had a ninety six percent chance of staying up. Went down. So that's so we know you. Job done. Yeah, there we go. That's what we're usually used to doing. We're usually the gift that gives to others. To be honest, so it's uh, it's nice to hear that. That uh, that form is is definitely with other clubs as well. Um, just before we we wrap things up, we do play a game again. I'm going to throw you under a bus a little bit here, just to test your knowledge okay. of both of our teams. So you've only got you, you've got three to beat. The person who's top of the leaderboard has named three. So if you can name more than three, you're sitting pretty at the top. So basically. How many players that have played for Watford and Leeds can you name on the spot without Googling? Oh, my Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, bloody hell. I should be better at this than I am. Can I name someone to play for Watford and Leeds? And three is the most that someone's got as it stands. I've, I've gone absolutely blank. This is embarrassing. I've gone absolutely blank. 
I've got a vision of a striker that's got banged absolutely for fun in for you. We had him on loan. Yes. Yeah, he did. We've interviewed him. <sighs> it honestly, well. he was rubbish at Leeds. Yeah, he, he was. Can we edit this bit out? This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm feeling the pressure. This is embarrassing. I can't name one. Why can't I name one? What for the Leeds? Who's played for what for the Leeds? I can't name any. Honestly, it's embarrassing. Any. Honestly, I've gone, I've gone, we're deleting this bit. We're editing it. <laughs> Send it to me. I'm going to clip it. Can't name any. Can't name I'll, any. Uh, I'll spare you blushes. I uh, I won't. I won't put your name and zero in. I'll just Mate, miss you. No, just do it. That's embarrassing. That. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll give you five. There'll be hundreds. Well, yeah, there, there will be hundreds. Admittedly, I didn't. Um, I didn't do my research before we jumped on. Marlon King. King. There we go. Okay, yeah. Marlon King. I'm, I'm yeah. on the ball. So there you Marlon go. King. You're on the board. Marlon yeah. King. Uh, he was the, the striker you was referring to. Was he was, yeah. He was rubbish at our place and banged him yeah. in for fun at your place and it was just utterly ridiculous. It's going to bug me now. <laughs> what for these? What for... No, go on. I'm, I'm on the board. I'm going to take it. I'll take the wall. It's embarrassing. Stick it. Yeah. So as soon as I leave this flat and go get my first pint, I'm going to be thinking of Leeds and Watford. <laughs> well... One player, especially, I'll see if you get it from uh, from this reference. Long throw specialist. No, Lee Bromley. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He played for Watford, so that's I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that one. Okay, Danny Rose. Didn't know he played for Watford, so again, not going to remember. Came from our academy loosely. Came from uh, our academy, but no, I wouldn't have got that one. Clark Carlisle. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, centre half. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good one. Real that. rock of a centre half. That's either. prime in the mud leads that. <laughs> uh, Matthew Spring. God, he was rubbish for us. I thought I, we got him from Luton, I think. I don't, I don't remember yeah. playing for you. So again, I'm not having that one because I don't remember him playing for you at all. <laughs> we, I, I think we got him from Luton, I think. Did, did we, did we get, where did we get him from then? We, we got him in 2006, uh, 2004 upon relegation. He was one of our midfield signings when we got relegated into the, into the Premier League, into the Championship. Hmm. Now I'm just I, I I must admit I got this from the Watford website. They they usually do a little uh, a little piece. I don't know how old this is, but this one I, I mean I didn't know he played for Leeds, and I can't believe you probably won't remember him. Um, Danny Graham. It says here. Yeah, striker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Geordie Striker. Yeah, who played for Middlesbrough and Sunderland, didn't he? For yeah, I, I didn't know if you'd remember his time at Leeds because. He, he only made yeah, three appearances. Yeah, we we got one loan. Yeah, I remember him. But so so those five are they the only ones, or is there loads uh, more? No, I'm sure. I'm sure there are uh, hundreds more. Oh, um, say, in fact, I've right just seen people. another one here, um, which I think he played for you when you were going through a bit of a tough time. He only made Which's one fun. senior appearance, a <laughs> uh, one senior appearance for Watford, and that's Tumani Diagora or however. Oh yeah, it. everyone called him Dave. Yeah, yeah, it's Again, easier no, to... I'm not remembering playing for Watford. No. I don't well, remember playing for Leeds. He, he, uh, he made one senior appearance. Uh, and then another one I've just seen. Uh, I don't think he made a senior appearance for either of us, but he's he's uh, loving life at Wrexham at the moment. He's Sam Dolby. He was very oh, highly rated when he comes to Watford. He played for our first team, yeah. Yeah, centre-forward. Yeah, he played yeah. for our 21s. Yeah, he, he, we, re we, we released him. Yeah, Again, I'm not going to get that one. That's a right deep dive. Exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, you're on the board, which is which is better than we think. 
But I, I actually, that was therapeutic because I feel better now. Because honestly, you'd have put me in a dark room with a gun. I wouldn't have got them. I, took them <laughs> I wouldn't have got any of them. Yeah. The, the only one I should have got, I should have got Clark Carlisle. I should, be, I should have two. That's embarrassing, that. But the rest of them, now, nah. nah, no, nah, I'm not getting there. I'm not getting Matthew Spring. I said, what's the hell? A little tougher this week, definitely. Well, you made it on the board. Uh, no one's smashed it out of the water yet. So, uh, yeah, it's not as if you're, uh, you're miles behind anyway. But, uh, no, I appreciate you, you you chatting to us tonight about Leeds and everything else in between. Uh, as Adam said at the top of the show, his podcast, Gone Off on a Tangent, is available on everywhere you get your, your podcast, basically. Yeah. Um, everywhere. And I'm and, do a better job now. It is a ba- basically three guys in a pub chat. We talk yeah. about sport. One of them's a cyclist. He knows a lot. If you like cycling, he, he knows his stuff. One of them's a cricketer. And I've, I haven't played sports since school. So I, I, I host the thing and we just, honestly, it's a good laugh. It's, we, 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 our banner numbers are decent. It's okay. It's, it's we have a, we have a lot of fun on a Monday, but mate, now you're in Lincoln, you're coming. We record on Mondays. Yeah. There's a chair for your pal. We've got a spare seat because our producer has been off for about six weeks. He's a Wednesday fan. He hasn't been in the chair for a while. So mate, you're there, you're in. I want to bring some stupid questions to trip you up. <laughs> yeah, it's only fair, I suppose. Um, you seem like the best person to ask, seeming as though your, your, your line of work. Where's the best place for Watford fans to go for a drink? Right, you've got a problem now because okay. it used to be the Dry Salters, which was just, you probably drank there in the past. It was just on the main road. It was the way friendly pub. Yeah. I don't, so basically, you drink at the ground now. So yeah. uh, if you go on a bus from Watford, they, they've built a car, they've built a water, the last time we played, the Premier League, wasn't it? They've built a walkway, so you get off your bus and you literally walk down like nobody comes anywhere near you. You just walk straight down a path, down the steps, and you're in the way. So they've now opened what used to be a restaurant when Ken Bates was here called Howard's Way. Yeah, because you want a five-car, five-star Michelin-star restaurant in Beeston, don't you? Brilliant. Cheers, Ken. Um, but they've opened that up now, so you can get a beer there. Or if you go into the city centre, so you want to train and have some beers, there's loads of great pubs in there. The, the uh, Scarborough Taps is the main sort of Leeds pub. I'll probably stay out of there, but it's we're, we're a friendly bunch. And there's a match day special bus. So you walk literally up from the station, out right out the station. You go into towards the towards the um, Scarborough Taps and go underneath the uh, archway, underneath the train track, and there's a bus pull up there. It's two quid return takes you to the ground and back, back into the city. So that's probably my, we did it a couple weeks ago. Absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Straight off the train, load of beers. And yeah, you've got, there's the, they have a bus pulled up and you just pay there and you just get a little ticket. Takes you right to the ground. And it, there was away fans on there when I went. There was, it was, there was Southampton fans stuff on there. So you, you've absolutely saved. But yeah, two, I think it was £2.50, something like that. Um, there's the, there's the, the hops, a decent booze, which is near. Uh, that does great pizzas and it's um, owned by a brewery. So it's a brewery tap. It's salt brewery tap. So it's decent. But Actually, at the home ground, we've got the Peacock, which is strictly home. Uh, so I would say have a drink in the city and get on a bus or, or get an Uber or just go straight to the ground and you can get a beer just literally just outside the Concord, or just outside the turnstiles now. You, know, you can get a beer there. Happy days. There we go. No better man to tell us, as he said. You know, he works in a brewery. So, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be trying to keep his feature up in uh, in future preview shows for, uh, for away games. We... Uh, we we managed to find a, a pub, the the only pub I think, the away pub for Coventry. And uh, when I went there, there was a, uh, it was packed with Watford fans. So hopefully that was uh, that was from the tweet that you saw us put out. And uh, yeah, like I say, we'll continue to try and bring you these away pubs and, and everything else. So yeah, but thank you very much for joining. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so what bugs me when I go to games is where to park as well. Like, yeah. we tend to put car parking spaces now. So, uh, most of our weights is just easier. There is genuinely, there's loads of car parks elite. You will get stuck in a bit after, and it's like five quid a car. They're all council run, but you won't be short of it. Other than that, the direct streets around Leeds are all, they're all, you can't park there. So book a space or go straight to one of the car parks. If you're early enough, which most of us are, there's honestly, there's car parks for days. So you're absolutely fine. Don't fret about it. You'll be absolutely fine. Or book a space. There we go then, Watford fans. Plenty of places to park around Ellen Road. Hopefully the trip back to the car after three points will be very nice. And uh, the trip back into the town centre will be very nice as well. But uh, like I said, I don't have too many happy memories at Ellen Road. But yeah, no, appreciate you coming on tonight, Adam. Really do appreciate Thanks it. Having me, uh, I'm sure we'll speak again for the reverse fixture, whenever that is. I uh, can't for the life of me remember when that is. I'm usually here sometime. We're about it later. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, uh, appreciate you guys for watching this. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well, and then hit the bell button. So every time we go live on Facebook, on YouTube, every time uh, you'll be notified. Um, and don't forget to uh, to let us know what you thought of the episode as well. Uh, as I say, I'm recording this on Tuesday. So the next time that you will be back will be for the... Uh, when you're listening to this, will be for the Leeds United review, uh, which I think Cameron's going to be heading. Uh, myself and Ben won't be able to watch it. So, yeah, uh, so the other guys will be taking the lead on that one. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in, as always, guys. And uh, stay safe and come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.